Hey guys, William Mayette, creator of Jazz Edge. I want to welcome you to episode number 13 of the Confident Improviser podcast. All right, so let's get started here. Today what we're going to be talking about is how to create flowing jazz improvisation lines. And I'm going to give you a six different techniques that you can use to improve the flow of your improvisation. All right, and what that means is like, you know, when we're playing, like rather than it being like... Like, you feel how stiff that is? We want to make that nice and... We want to start to get those lines more flowing, more even, and just feeling more relaxed. These techniques are going to help you today, all right? So, first of all, who's this podcast for? This really goes in conjunction with the Confident Improviser program over at Jazz Edge. So if you're a member of that program, these podcasts kind of follow along with the exercises. And if you're looking for a video replay or you want some more information on the Confident Improviser, just go back to theconfidentimproviser.com. All right, so how to create flowing jazz improvisation lines. The first thing you need to know is that you have to know your chord tones in order for this to work. If you don't know your chord tones, then you have to start there, and I would suggest checking out my Piano Essentials program for that. So now when I say chord tones, I, I say like, okay, if I'm asking you what's an F major 7th chord, you should be saying F, A, C, and E natural, okay? If I say E flat 7th chord, you should be saying E flat G, B flat, D flat. All right. If that is confusing to you or you do not know that, then you want to make sure you go through Piano Essentials and really uh, focus on those chord tones so you learn those chord tones. Why is that important? It's important because when we improvise, we can utilize chord tones in our improvisation and it's always going to sound good. So isn't that awesome to have a technique that we can use? It's always going to sound good when we improvise, you know, and they're always going to work. All right, so maybe you don't believe me, so let's uh, pull up uh, iReal Pro here. And let me put on, this is just the first two measures of Days of Wine and Roses. Take a listen just using chord tones. Right, so now, sounds pretty good, right? I mean, again, you know, you're probably not going to win any improvisational awards, but the point is, it sounds good, it works, and you can always grow from there. All right, so what's the first step in making this happen? The first step is you have to pick your starting note and your target note. Now, one thing that I like to uh, do when, it, when, when, when teaching improvisational lines and kind of thinking about improvisation is that there's always a start and there's always an end. Okay, so you want to think of your improvisation lines like a sentence, like I just said that sentence. Uh, I'm going to go to the movies with my friend. Okay, well, there's my sentence. I had a starting part of it. I had an ending part of it. And then we also know that if we, right, do something like that. I start a sentence and then I don't finish it. Well, that feels kind of weird, doesn't it? It's like, well, whoa, whoa, what were you going to say? So we need to hear the beginning part and we need to hear the end part. We need to hear a full thought. And that's what we're trying to do with our improvisation. If we don't think about the starting note and the ending note, then we might be starting or ending on a note that's not going to sound all that great. Let me give you a quick example of that. So here's Days of Wine and Roses again. Listen to this. 
right? So can you hear some of those starting notes and ending notes in the line? They don't sound really that great, do they? they there's an awful lot of tension there. So when we're talking about starting notes and target notes or ending notes, think about chord tones. So you see what we have going on here right now is we're starting on the third of F and we're going down to the seventh of, of E flat. Now, don't worry, if you can't see the sheet music, uh, all of the sheet music is gonna be available for Jazz Edge members right in the Confident Improviser program. So you can just go ahead, log in, and download all of the sheet music, all right? So right now, in the right hand, I'm starting on the third of F, which is an A, and then I go down to the flat seventh of E flat, which is D flat. So I just start with that, very, very simple, okay? All I'm trying to do is just create a very simple line. So here we go. I can like kind of play around with the rhythm of that. All right, so good. So now I know where I'm gonna start my line. I know where I'm going to end my line. The next thing is to fill it in with quarter notes. So in the F major seventh measure, in the first measure, remember we've got two measures going on here, one measure of F major, one measure of E flat seven. So in that F major measure, I'm gonna fill it in with F major seventh chord tones. And what am I doing here? Starting on the A, which is my third, I go down to the root, the seventh, which is E, and the fifth, which is C, all right? So A, F, E, C. That's all right from my F major seventh, uh, you know, uh, a block chord, seventh chord. Okay, so the third, the root, the seventh, the fifth, and then it resolves nicely up to that flat seven of E flat. Now, still, just quarter notes, but now we're starting to get somewhere. So, sounds pretty good, right? I mean, you know, again, you're not gonna win any awards or improvisation, but now we're starting to fill this out more, starting to flesh this out more. Okay, that's number two. Number three, now use eighth notes to fill in the back half or the back end of the measure. So we're in four, four time, so the last two beats, beats three and four, we're now gonna use eighth notes there. So now we go. Whoops. So, and with the left hand, okay. So now you can hear that we're getting a little bit more motion going on. So what are the notes we're, we're choosing? Well, first of again, the third and the root, but then we go down to the seventh, sixth, fifth, seventh, and then we go to the seventh of E flat. So right in here, we have this D in here, which is the sixth. You might not think to naturally play that note. The reality is that we're really not worried about what these notes are right now. The main thing that we wanna worry about is we wanna worry about getting from the starting note to the target note. And then if you hang with me for a couple more minutes, I'm gonna give you a couple of examples that really kind of explain that a little bit more clearly, that it really doesn't matter what the notes are that you're playing, okay? Of course, 
you know, we take that with a grain of salt. Of course, the notes that you play have meaning to them, right? It's not like you can just simply play anything. But the idea is that so many times students worry so much about the notes and they're less worried about the flow. And I'm going to show you how even playing notes that we would think that would be wrong, if you play them with good flow, it still sounds good. All right, so this is the, the third exercise here. Just try filling in the back half of the measure with some eighth notes, right? The number four, fill in the front half of the measure. So the first two beats, this is where I'm going to do the, uh, you know, eighth notes now. So. And here I'm playing the third, the ninth, the root, down to the fifth, and then I go back to the seventh, the fifth, and then I go the seventh of E flat. So what you notice is that it's pretty much all chord tones. There's a little passing tone in there of the ninth, but for the most part, it's all chord tones, right? Now, number five, do the whole line in eighth notes. So. Okay, so here we have three, nine, root, sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh, to the fifth, and then to flat seven for E flat. Okay, so A, G, F, D, C, D, E, C, D flat. Okay, all eighth notes. Right, the last one, number six, is try creating your own eighth note lines, but this time use rest and upbeats. So this time what I did was I didn't start right at the beginning of the measure. I did an eighth note or an eighth rest, right? And then came in on the uh, the the upbeat of the first beat, right? So the D ba, ba di, ba di, ba di, ba do, ooh, right? So. Now here, you notice that I'm starting on this chord tone, right? The A, and then it kind of goes down to the ninth, then to the seventh, then to the root, okay? In here, I'm starting on a weak beat on a chord tone, right? But it still sounds nice, even though that the ninth is on a strong beat. I like the sound of that. And it's also, you see how we have that, I'm kind of going from the ninth, the G, down to the E, and then I come up to the F. So we kind of enclose that F. And the rest of this, F, E, D, C, kind of walking right down that F major scale, and then moving right to the E flat 7, the 7th. All right, so now you got these six, six different techniques. What is it that we're really trying to do? Okay, I can sum it up for you right now. We're trying to get from here to there, right? Trying to go there to there, and we're trying to fill in the space. Now the techniques that I'm giving you here is a way to like really kind of codify it and make it a little bit easier for you to be able to approach filling in that space if you've never done it before. But if you have a little bit of skill or you just want to try winging it, then what you could do is just simply put on the iReal Pro track or put on a backing track and then you just kind of play and see how many lines you can come up with going from there to there. Now what you're going to notice is that you will get kind of jammed up, right, with your rhythm, right? So let me give you, uh, let me play it and give you some examples as I play it. So here's an example of getting jammed up. Well, I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to get it right on the beat, right? So I got to make sure I get there on the beat, so. 
Oh, oh, you know, I had to kind of jump down there with my thumb, right? So, let me try it again. Better, yeah. Good. Whoops, we ended up ending. All right, let's try this again. I could create just like literally dozens and dozens of lines and all I'm trying to do is go from there to there. Why practice that, right? The question might be like, well, Willie, why don't I just practice improvising going from F to E flat and just kind of do, do whatever it is that I want to do. Those target notes, the starting notes and especially the target notes help to define your improvisational line. Right? When you have those target notes, you have kind of like a foundation in place that then now you can start to build on top of. If you don't have those target notes, then what's very easy to, ha to, to happen is on those strong beats, when you have that new chord, like the E flat 7 coming up, you end up hitting a D natural or something, or an E natural. Well, guess what? Those are not going to sound very good. It's going to make your improvisation sound like garbage, and you're not going to be defining the chord anymore because this is not part of an E flat dominant seventh chord, right? And then the flat nine is not a very strong resolution either. So by having those notes in place that you're trying to get your improvisation to meet those, you know, requirements, you're trying to get that to that line, to that target note. Now what you're actually practicing is how to manage the space between the notes, okay? So you already have a shell. You already know, like if you go back to step one here, you already have a shell. Okay, I know I'm going from A down to D flat. If I want to keep going with the song, you know, A minor seven, I could go to C, and then D7, I could go to an F sharp, right? So I can like kind of shell out using my chord tones or my guide tones, right, whichever one I want to do, or okay, you use those chord tones to really shell out and create a foundation for my improvisation that then I fill in. But you have to practice that filling in. If you don't practice the filling in and you just think, hey, I'm just going to put these foundational notes in here and then I'm just going to go for it, well, you'll probably find that you're going to miss that target note because you have to get used to feeling and hearing how many notes there are in that measure. Those eight eighth notes, right? And especially if you're going to do eighth notes, you know, trying to get eight notes. Now, notice this, you could use chromaticism throughout. So like you could start here, going here, and you're going down to there. So now let's just count it out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then we end there. Well, wait a second, could I really just use those eight chromatic notes and then end on the D flat? Guess what? Let's take a listen. You tell me. works quite nicely in fact, right? So now you have all these other notes in here and you might say, well, wait a second, I'm playing a G flat, I'm playing an A flat, right? All on an F major seventh chord. How can that possibly work? It works 
because those are heard as passing tones. You're just kind of passing through them. The main tones, again, are that A down to D flat, A to D flat. What you fill in in the middle really kind of matters less as long as you do it with good rhythm. So let me give you some other examples here, some kind of outlandish examples as well. So you could hear that I'm doing all, I'm practicing all these different variations, and some of them are just crazy, right? Right? Like, like notes that you just wouldn't normally play over an F major seventh chord. But as long as you do it strong, and you start with your strong starting note, and you have a strong target note, guess what? It all works out in the wash. It all works out in the end, as long as you play it strong. Now, let's talk about what I am not saying. I'm not saying that you could just play a bunch of garbage and just be like, oh, wow, well, th th there you go, that's what I wanted to do, right? No, no, I mean, like, there always has to be a good musical sensibility. But the challenge when, when it comes to improvisation is that a lot of times we think it's really so much about the notes. Oh, it's all the notes that we're playing. What are the notes? What are the right scale? You know, we, we don't think enough about the rhythm. We also do not think enough about the flow. Because remember, I've played several examples, I'm not gonna bother to bore you with it now, but if I play with bad flow, but play all the right notes, it still sounds bad. But if I play the quote unquote wrong notes, but I play it with good rhythm and good flow, it sounds okay, you know? It doesn't sound, you know, it doesn't sound great, but it doesn't sound terrible either, right? Now, if we have some organization here in which we have some target notes, right, starting notes, target notes, and then we start to fill in between there, now that organization, as you just heard it, right, it sounds good, right? You might not love every single line, but at least you're gonna be able to get through the song and you're gonna be able to put together a solo because you have these main kind of like like buoys that you're getting to, these waypoints, as I like to call them, right? Like you're, you're, these are points in the map that, okay, we're gonna go there, then we're gonna go here, then we're gonna go here, then we're gonna go here. Now, what happens in between those points, eh, you know, it might be a great adventure, it might not be a great adventure. But the point is, as long as you get to those points, you're going to reach your destination. I also wanna remind you that um, I have uh, my new Standards by the Dozen course, which is going to be starting uh, this week, all right? Um, uh, so if you're a member of Jazz Edge, you'll be able to take advantage of that course. And if you have questions on The Confident Improviser, be sure to join me on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Uh, and you can, uh, the link is right in the members area, and then you can ask me any questions and get feedback on your applying. All right, so anyway, that's it for me, guys. Thanks a lot, and I will see you soon.